0: Welcome to the Black and White, I'm Alex. I'm Abigail. And let's talk Field. So today we're going to be talking about the Black and White, but before we get into it, we
1: have a guest. Yeah, Eric, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm Dylan. Uh, been pretty much into StarKid since uh, Very Potter. Uh, pretty much uh, love the whole Hatchetfield series since they've created it, and um Just been really interested in the lore ever since uh, the Nightmare Time episodes came out.
1: Uh, The Black and White is sort of a broad term used for supposedly a lot of things in the Hatchetfield series. But we don't know whether it's the Black and White drowsy town or whether it's just a sort of place where, like, dead souls go after they die.
0: Yeah, the Black and White... It has so many different names, but we know that it is this place where, like, the lords in black are extra powerful and that everything is sort of connected to it.
1: We see that in certain musicals, like, and certain Nightmaster episodes, when people, like, die, it sort of strengthens their connection to the black and white because it seems like everyone is able to access it, but it seems like dying sort of strengthens it and you almost get transferred
2: there. I mean, yeah, dying might be a scene, but also we're we're going to have a very curious case with General Macnamara because he didn't necessarily die. He went into the black and white with no protection, so he's kind of getting faded into it. So we're going to see hopefully what happens to him uh becoming into like fading into the black and white, becoming part of it.
1: Yeah, yeah for and, sure. And it actually would make a lot of sense for him to end up like Wilbur Cross. And so I almost half expect that in Dupree's Must Die in the future, McNamara is going to end up as very similar to Cross as a sort of advocate for the laws of black.
0: Yeah, because we know that black and white definitely drives people crazy. Um, and uh, because that's what happened to Cross. So it seems like that when you go into it unprotected, uh, maybe Webby's protection uh, is a type of protection for the black and white because we know that yeah the suits do something, but that since it can drive you crazy, Webby might be able to protect you from that.
1: Yeah. But genuinely, I think that the sort of like lords in Black versus Webby, it's sort of like a yin a yin and yang literally because it's like the black and the white. That so we don't actually know anything about Webby or Webby's true intentions because just like a lot of characters who could be bad, we see them from a biased perspective where the only person who really um, interacts with Webby is Hannah, who obviously looks up to Webby a lot and sort of adores her.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I I think that, especially because the fan communities are getting really big into this stuff now, where we're seeing fan musicals pop up, we might see... um, you know, them try to reach out to other people and extend their knowledge onto that or, you know, take what fans want to see and put it into their musicals because I know a lot of people are trying to reach out to StarKid and try to get their input and stuff
0: too. Yeah. The black and white is so complex and there's so many different aspects to it. Uh, Next we're going to be talking a little bit about just how it works.
1: We obviously don't really know anything about how um the black and white works, but we can assume that that is where the lords in black and webby have the most power and influence.
0: And we can also
1: kind of assume
0: that um, that's where, when a lord in black is controlling someone or a group of people, that they're in the black and white, even though their bodies aren't technically in the black and white, and that they're sort of in this, like, dream state.
2: Yeah, I I would say that is where I feel like um, I don't disagree with that. That's where their main power is right now. But when when Black Friday uh, they wanted to stop Wiggly coming in Earth because when he got to when he'd come to Hatchetfield, he would was supposed to be unstoppable on in like a sense. And I feel like the reason why they that like it seems like they have more power in the black and white is because anyone besides people who are tethered to it can't take, can't fight them. But when it comes to Earth, no one can even fight them because there's no, like, supernatural power except for them because they're, like, actual gods.
0: Yeah, and that sort of ties into the dolls because I think that there's enough of their power in the dolls that that's how they can control people. And that, um, that's why, like, if you saw their real form, which is, I think, what happened to Wilbur Cross and probably McNamara, it drives you crazy. And they didn't want to drive everyone insane like to the point of craziness that wilbur cross was at but they wanted to make them crazy enough to kill each other for a doll and i think that that's where the dolls come in because it's enough of their true form but not their full true form
1: yeah obviously they're all shown to have dolls but tinky doesn't use a doll in um time busted and i feel like that's because tinky wants people to go insane he tortures people for the sake of torturing people, but um, doesn't use a doll to do that. And so people go insane because they're obviously based off of like Lovecraftian monsters, which in the lore of Lovecraft stories, um, if you look at one of his monsters directly, you will go crazy. Uh, from what we've seen so far in the Field universe, the only entities that currently live in and have any effect over the Black and White are the Lords in Black and their sister Webby.
0: So, Pokey sort of controls people based off their hopes and dreams, because we know um, Mr. Davison sings that song about, like, what do you want? He's trying to figure out what Paul wants, that way he knows how to control Paul. And we know that, like, Charlotte gets possessed because she wants to be with Sam. And Ted gets possessed because he wants to, like, be saved and be, like, the survivor. And then that ends up killing him. And Bill wants his daughter, which that ends up killing him.
1: Yeah. It just um seems to happen where if a person wants something badly they will come into a really close grasp of getting it before Pokey will use that to his advantage and take them under his control and bring them into the hive mind.
0: Yeah, and that could be why it takes Paul and Emma so long to get possessed, even though they had been around the monsters and they had come so close so many times because they didn't really have anything that, like, they really
1: wanted. Um. Obviously, Pokey's doll is the colour blue. And a lot of symbolism related to the colour blue is inspiration, um, imagination, like stability and a sense of loyalty and trust, which sort of ties in with the fact that once you're in the hive mind, you sort of feel like you have a community, which is the main reasons why Higgins wanted to like join himself join and sacrifice himself to Pokey.
0: And then moving on to the second Lord in Black, the first one that we actually see, Wiggly sort of controls people but based on, like, what they're insecure about. mm
1: mm-hmm. uh, I mean,
2: we see... I mean, I, we could definitely see the power levels of each of the Lords in Black by looking at each of their episodes so far, except for the one we haven't seen. So we get to see... Uh, how, how I think Wiggly isn't as powerful as uh, the one uh, the one in guy who didn't like musicals because, as we see, he, do, he does end up losing in the end because it could be multiple times, but I feel like our, our general sense is he mostly loses, and as in, in the guy who doesn't like musicals, they end up getting taken over.
0: Yeah, because Wiggly relies on Wilbur Cross, and I think 50... 50- and he only wins 50% of the time. And that's when Miss Holloway beats Wilbur Cross.
1: Yeah. Obviously Wiggly seems like the sort of ringleader. And I guess leader of the Lords in Black. And so we can assume that Wiggly is the most powerful. Or has the most experience. Or is the oldest of the Lords in Black.
2: Right definitely think we're going to see in the future oh, a, def- a set-aside episode or musical dedicated to the Lord in the Black, where we get to see if there's a competition for power, leadership, or if it's all a huge group effort. Because as we've seen in many like different like movies and stories, having a group of evil powers ends up with a very, very entangled rival- rivalry to bring it to Batman, where the Joker is the hive mind for the whole rogues gallery, but Penguin always wants to get the power ahead of of Joker, but he can't because he's not as powerful. I feel like that's going to take place eventually in the story.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't think that it's all just like, we work well together and there's nothing wrong. Like,
1: I definitely think that there's some competition. Yeah. And then also, going back to the color of the dolls, green usually represents, like, jealousy. And obviously it's the color of money and so jealousy insecurities um, and then obviously Wiggly is there as just something that everyone wants and just wants to they could just pay money for and just take
2: yeah um I think that like we've seen uh, Wiggly was more it's been the most present uh lords in black we've seen because like we said we we see like he's the leader i feel like he wants to have more control over every reality since they've split and uh the other ones are kind of just happy with their either one-off stories or tinky with his uh time bastard story that he gets to see the pain of people going through and dying and getting trapped in the bastard's box and what he gets enjoyment out of that whereas wiggly has a uh side person who is a 50 50 chance win or lose and every win he takes i think he takes more gratitude with uh, like enjoyment but when he loses it's very like well now i'm gonna do everything in my power to destroy this universe as much as i can thus making world war 3 and black friday
0: yeah i think that um and we'll talk about this a little bit in our timeline episode uh but i feel like that uh they're each they each have their own timelines that they can't escape from and they can only cause havoc in those timelines. And Wiggly might want like more than just what he has. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. I that would be pretty cool to see is is multiple Lords in Black going hopping over into each other's timelines for their they would be ironic is them falling into their own Uh, of to to make people as they're falling into greed and uh, anger and eventually the falling out is going to be them destroying each other
0: uh well the next Lord in black we see is
1: blinky blinky's entire face is like a massive eye and so obviously that's got like to mean something and you could say that that just means that Obviously, Blinky is always watching, and it seems like Blinky is sort of the one who like delivers information because it seems like Blinky is able to um, see out into the real world more than they can,
0: yeah, and it seems like Blinky sort of controls people
1: based off anger
0: because he makes when he turns Alice and Bill against each other, it's because they're angry at each other. Bill is angry that like she won't just listen to him and just like be a little kid again and Alice is angry that she's that he's so controlling and I think he uh Blinky just uses the stuff that they were already kind of mad at each other for and just makes it so that they cannot stand each other
2: was it confirmed uh because I never n- knew if this was actually happened because in the watcher world episode uh, uh Alice's with the old hag of, of the phone where she, uh, she gets to see Deb hanging out with ziggs and then eventually her, get her getting cheated on I kind of took that as uh they were showing the truth because at the end she does end up leaving with a phone and I was like well if that phone is real then that whole storyline like of what blinky is showing them is the truth and he just kind of with uh like showing when they're waiting in the line for the tear jerker when they're waiting and she sees that group of uh that group of friends and the one friend leaves and then the other people start making out of behind the other person's back i kind of took this as uh blinky is showing the truth like the truth just what the truth is to make them turn against each other
0: Yeah, I've always kind of thought that the pictures were real to an extent. Like that Blinky just made it so that it looked even worse than it was. And that, yes, they were dancing together and just so many things that could look bad. But Blinky just made it look even worse. And that Deb never actually cheated on Alice, but um, Blinky just made it look like that. That way she would be mad at Alice or at Deb.
1: Yeah, actually, um, it seems like what Blinky does is sort of amplifies things, like amplified Bill and Alice's negative emotions toward each other and amplified the way that the pictures looked in Alice's mind. hmm
0: I think and that uh, once she leaves Watcher World she'll like her phone will start working normal again but she's definitely gonna still think that deb cheated
1: yeah and then also dolls in the color symbolism purple seems to represent um nobility royalty power ambition all of that stuff and so in the entirety of watch Your world blinky like basically orders people around and gets people to do his dirty work just so he can watch something just to enjoy it and um, as entertainment and so it seems like blinky has a very high position of power mm-hmm. and then the next lord block we meet is tinky
0: so tinky instead of focusing on instead of focusing on a bunch of people at once or just having this like very specific thing like Blinky where he turns people against each other or he does have, or Tinky does have a very specific thing. He um, goes, he takes one person and makes him go crazy, gets them trapped in other timelines, gets them trapped in his bastard box. And then he shows them his real self and makes them just go even crazier.
1: Tinky really enjoys like playing with emotions and he really enjoys like just torturing human beings for being bad people and sort of works off of that feeling that people get where they just feel above people and the feeling of superiority is what helps Tinky to sort of like knock people down a peg. Mm -hmm.
2: Um. I will say that Tinky is my favorite *Lords in Black* because one, it's played by Jeff, and two, I feel like the whole. I, he, what I am thinking that this is probably not true, but is he found one person in Hatchetfield that was like kind of, you know, no one liked or you know, wasn't really cared for as much, and he found Ted. And so what happened was, is he made the loop of the the timeline that he always supposed to. He's always supposed to go through. And the Bastard box, I feel like, is filled with a bunch of different Teds from different timelines. And that's why when he looked into it, he saw just a bunch of him just losing it, screaming, and then involving him to go insane. And plus, on top of that, he did see the true form of, of Tinky. So it would also, like, just make him go insane. And I kind of feel like when at the end of uh, Time Bastard, he isn't really... That mad that he's going to die. I mean, he's kind of in torture with just knowing what's happening and can't do anything about it. So I feel like Tinky is more or less just only person he's probably probably messing with just Ted, and that's his enjoyment out of it.
0: And then the final Lord in Black, we don't know that much about because he hasn't had it's, his own show yet. But it is Nibley.
1: Obviously, the only thing we can go off of for knowing anything at all about Nibley is the symbolism of the colour of the doll, which is pink. Pink sort of represents this, like,
0: innocent, romantic colour, which I feel like doesn't really... I, I would be confused on why it works for a Lord in
1: Black. I feel like since we're pretty sure that Nibby is going to be the antagonist of Nanny Pooze Must Die, um, or at least have a similar spot to Pokey, where is sort of messing behind the scenes it sort of represents the story in itself of nanny christmas die which me which is centered on grace chastity who is very feminine and very childlike which is a, a few of the connotations usually given to the color pink
2: i i feel like uh we might see because i feel like at some point what the embodiment of their doll looked like it might it's kind of deal with their powers and we see that he has uh that uh I just sorry, forgot the name, but uh, you see that he has the huge uh, smile of the big teeth on his face, and that could be uh, bringing into the Hatchfield Witchwoods, which is also another thing that we could probably learn more about in the future, is maybe in there there's a tribe of cannibals that are worship worshipping this lord in black, and that might bring out to a sense, because the big teeth I always think of eating, so eating the be of cannibals that would maybe take over the of this other thing, or, you know, there's other different traits with, you know, how the color works and, uh, you know, the sins and everything like that. It's just there's so many different ways this can go. And we're more likely going to see a lot of what everyone is like theorizing into this.
1: Yeah, I think the cannibal idea is actually pretty interesting and would honestly be something which could happen.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem too far off for something that would happen in Field.
1: And then finally, going away from the Lords in Black, is their sister Webby, who seems to be the good one, but we obviously don't know enough about Webby to know if she's good or bad.
0: Yeah, everything we get from her could be, like, biased, because we get it from Hannah, who she's taken care of for her whole life, or for Hannah's whole life. So we don't really know. Is she just actually good or just being we appears to be good because Hannah thinks she's good.
1: Obviously, Webby's main color is white, which is often seen as like pure, pure and good. And so that obviously might give us a clue that Webby is truly good, but we don't know for sure.
0: And it seems like even if she is good, that she could very much be mad or she could get upset easily and uh that could cause her to do some bad things because we talked about this a lot in our previous episode but she um is this like she says in the web i spin for you a lot about how betrayed she feels which could mean have something to do with the hat that hannah puts on hmm um
2: i feel that a lot like how Jane is when everyone theorized who was Jane, and then we got Jane in the car, we found out Jane might be this manipulative person to Tom, whereas we see Webby was, you know, who'd be good or anything like that. She might be, as in a sense, a good being to certain people, but in total, a very easy-to-trigger, or, you know, if, if she doesn't like you, she is not going to be nice to you and might be just a horrible person. Or it just might be a whole ploy that, you know, oh, if I get rid of my brothers, I can, you know, eventually take over the world. But I think a lot of people just want to assume that this is the nice, the nice uh, person to to be with in the black and white.
0: Yeah, she helps people, but maybe she doesn't help everyone. Yeah. There are lots of people who, while they're not directly in the black and white, they're very connected to
1: it. Obviously, starting off, we have Hannah Foster, who is, um, by what Wiley said, the most powerful person to ever be connected to the black and white.
0: Yeah, we know that when she was born, the timelines just completely fractured. Not even like she was trying to fracture the timelines, just from being born. That happens, so I think that the Lords in Black very much want her on their side.
1: Yeah, but obviously Webby has her on her side, and we don't know yet if that's a good or a bad thing. But it appears to be a good thing because Han is able to resist the Lords in Black.
2: And to talk about the uh, the hat, where every time they bring it up, they say it's imbued with grace Skull magic, and in black friday ethan gives hannah the hat and then in uh which in the web uh holloway gives hannah the hat hat and i think it might have been a small hit because we do see ethan again after he dies uh talking to hannah sort possess, of possessed where we might think ethan might be a figure for the black and white but not It's he's probably gonna be like whenever he dies in any timeline because they like killing robert's characters off is uh making him a puppet under one of the Lord in Black strings.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's much easier in Field for people to be bad than for people to be good. And that that's why, like, Ethan, once he died, he just gave in to the powers of, like, the Lords in Black. And that uh, Hannah... Like the only reason that she's resisted being bad for so long is because of Webby. But there's so many characters that we think are kinda good, but then it turns out they're not like Hidgens, like we all love Hidgens, but he went insane during Hatcherfield Date Man.
1: He went insane before we even met him in The Guy From yeah. like Musicals, really.
0: But like he went very I'm gonna kill you insane during Hatcherfield Date Man.
1: Yeah, and it just seems to be like, obviously the black and white drives people crazy, but for some people it doesn't seem to have that effect, and it's usually for people who are connected to Webby, like Hannah or like Miss Holloway. Mm Mm-hmm. And even Lex, like, connection to it.
0: It's harder for her to resist than it is for Hannah, but she can still resist, and we know that she has a pretty powerful connection to it. Yeah,
2: um, her and Ethan don't. You would think that they would be uh, like accessible to the doll of Wiggly because they are wanting to go to California and uh, Lex wants to go to California. Ethan wants to help Lex, and you think that maybe that doll, you know, they would if the doll was stolen from them or something like that, they would go crazy trying to kill people also to get out of here to sell the doll versus what everyone else's reasons are. But I feel like since Lex is connected to black and white and maybe since Ethan is uh, in general too, that's maybe why
1: they can resist it also. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, the next person we're going to talk about is Miss Holloway, who seems to sort of be, like, on, like, very far on Webby's side, though, we don't think that's every time based on the line, I'm a good witch sometimes.
0: Yeah, it seems like Miss Holloway is good at resisting the Lords in Black, but it's clear that sometimes she can't resist them. And it's also clear that she fights Wilbur Cross a lot, and she
1: wins 50% of the time. Who won is based on... Um, yeah, and the obvious that way that we know who won is based on the Jean jacket, which they, I sort of switch around depending on who's still alive.
2: Yes, and I would I would think that maybe Wilbur and Miss Holloway both became well. Well, I think Miss Holloway is born a witch, and I also think that she was more more uh, of like. Reach into the black and white. Once uh, Wilbur was uh, taken in by Wiggly, that so way uh, it would be like a kind of fair, like even match between the the two, uh, between Webby and Wiggly, because um, since he's like, she would see that he's like Wiggly's increasing his power source. Therefore, that Holloway Miss Holloway was uh, brought in to help keep at bay the powers within.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, on the subject of like them like fighting, I guess, with like Wilbercross and um Miss Holloway. they seem to be on opposing teams most all the time. However, I do genuinely believe that at one point in a past life, they were close, yeah, um, that goes
0: back to our theory about um them being Ted and Jenny, which we've talked about a lot, but uh, I think that we both think that it very much could have happened.
2: Wasn't Miss Holloway supposed to be a lot older than she looked? Because when uh, the caseworker went to go see her, he was say something about her, like, how she looked versus, like, for her age.
0: Well, I um, think that that also goes to the fact that since she's connected to the black and white, Maybe that makes her not immortal, but it definitely helps with stuff like that.
1: And then we should, and then we should, um, talk about the final person who we see going into the black and white. Um, like we are not sure what happened to McNamara after um, Black Friday.
0: Yeah. Um. We kind of think that he went insane like Wilbur Cross did because he went into the he almost definitely saw uh, the Lords in Black without like just saw their true forms. So he probably went insane.
1: Yeah, likely. And so we can almost expect to see him in the future taking a similar role to Uncle Wily, though we obviously hope not because he's sort of been a a voice of reason to our protagonists in the past musicals and so it would kind of be a bummer to see him on the side of the very beings he is trying so hard to fight mm-hmm.
2: We yeah well that's one possibility but another possibility is i think he's gonna fade into the black and white because when because wilbur uh wilbur came out of black and white and that's how they found out like, he was crazy so then somehow he got back in to stay as a person so i also think that Wilbur can go in and out and be and be in a state embodiment at full times, either in Hatchfield or in the Black and White. Whereas I think uh, McNamara will be able to. He's gonna fade and be part, be one with the Black and White, and maybe we're gonna see him turn into a god like uh, Webby and Lords and
0: Black. Yeah, I think that for Wiley, um, the Lords and Black knew that he could be like a help to them. And that's why he's able to have those powers. But I think for McNamara, they might not think that, and that, like you said, he might have faded into the black and white. Yeah,
2: because yeah. we we seen with uh like Professor Hedges and uh uh Pokey when like he found out about the like what happens when you become part of the Apotheosis. that he instantly gave into it, and when peep found out about the black and white and when, when we came into it he figured maybe he's you know saw them saw the true forms maybe he found out what would ha- like you know what what's happening and he wants to be a part of that Then not was like a strong enough morals compared to mcnamara and that's why he fell through but i feel like mcnamara might not be a person who falls through to the lord of black and he'll probably play a, a lot bigger role in the next coming up uh, like stories <laughs>
1: So those are a few of our thoughts about just the black and white, the Lords in Black, and everything about it. A uh, big thanks, Dylan, for coming on with us today. Yeah, no problem. If you want to guest on an episode like that, or if you just have any ideas you want to send us, you can email us at blackandwhite-podoutlook.com. Thank you for coming to the Black and White, the Lords in Black thank you. Try not to nuke Russia on your way out.